Hello, welcome to Standing Out Horsham. I'm Emma. And I'm Anna. And today we're talking about running and it's something that I've wanted to cover for a really long time in our podcast. Yes, you'll know, listeners, fitness has been an area we've already covered. We spoke to Jenny Coote all about Zumba. Yeah, Jenny was great. She really passed on her enthusiasm in, in that episode. And I know that a lot of people felt really motivated listening to her, but... Group sessions is perhaps not for everyone, and uh, me for instance, running is the only thing that I've managed to stick with. Because it's so simple, I just put on my shoes and go out, and I can do it whenever I want. Yeah, I love the idea of being able to do that, Anna, and running, but it's just something I just never have got into, and I, I've always found it quite tricky. I do recognise that lots of people are interested in it. We're also recording this in January 2022 and we all make New Year's resolutions, often those are to get fitter. Yeah, it's a timely subject and people really do get hooked, I think. You can really get bitten by the running bug, if you can say that, but it is hard to get started in the beginning and it's hard to keep it up often. And uh, then once you start, you quite often get injuries, uh, knees and hips, etc. So that's why we thought it would be good to talk to an expert in the area. Yes, our guest today is running coach Elspeth Turner of Miles Better Coaching um, and she's been coaching people in Horsham and elsewhere in running and athletics for decades. So excited to be here with you Elspeth Turner, you're a running coach in Horsham and we would like to start by asking you a little bit about your background because you've been running for a long time, right? Yes, I've been running since I was a child, really. I, I was mad about sport as a child. Um, I did everything at school whenever I could during any lunchtime or break. Always interested in sport. Um, went to the local athletics club when I was 12. I was recommended by the, the, the PE teacher. She said, go along and have a go. And uh, never looked back. I just did athletics to start with. My events were the 100 metres and the discus. And then as I got older, I fell more towards the endurance running. Mm-hmm. Started with uh, another athletics club at university and did a lot of running with them. And then that took me to a scholarship for running uh, in the United States. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, running has been in my life since a young child. Wow. wow. Where about in America were you in the United States? Uh, university of Alabama. Okay. So... Very nice and warm. Quite a contrast to Scotland, where you're from, right? (laughs) Quite the opposite to Scotland. Yeah, I imagine. So you've followed two sort of parallel tracks then with athletics and running. But your scholarship in America was for running and long distance running, you said. Yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. You've been running internationally. and Yeah, when when I was at university, I was uh, training with the local athletics club and training with the university club. and, And I got picked to run for Scotland on a couple of occasions and... Then I ran a couple of road races and was introduced to somebody who said, would I like to go to America on a scholarship? It was was by chance that I was given the scholarship because I was already at university in Glasgow at the time. Um, So then had four years in the University of Alabama, which was absolutely fantastic because they give you every opportunity to train as, as you can whilst studying as well in a different climate, different country. It was absolutely fantastic. And so you've been in Horsham for 20 years now? Tell us about how you coach running in Horsham. Okay, well, I I came to Horsham to take up a job with the the National Governing Body for Athletics, um, Track and Field Athletics, as a development officer. So that was what brought me to Horsham in 2002. And I worked for England Athletics for 16 years, developing the sport of athletics. So that's track and field athletics and and road running. Mm -hmm. 
before that time I had taken my coaching qualifications. I've always coached at whatever local athletics club I've lived beside because <laughs> I've lived in a number of places. Um, over the years, both participating in athletics and coaching young children and adults has given me a fair background in athletics and, and running. And what is it that you love about running? Um, well, I do like competing. In all the sports I do, I like the competitive side of it. Mm. But probably more than that, I just love running because it makes you feel good. And I love being outdoors in the fresh air. And I love running in places you know, where you see countryside and... Running is a, a freedom for me. It, it relaxes me and de-stresses me. Because that is obviously what you want to achieve with running. But as many of us know, it's hard in the beginning. And even one kilometre can feel like I'm never going to make it or two kilometres. So you're always you're a running coach and you, you what would you... Well, I, I would first of all say to somebody, why do you want to run? Mm-hmm. What do you want to get out of it? Do you want to get fit or do you want to get fitter? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to get healthier? Mm. Do you want to have a bit of me time? Because running can be quite solitary. I mean, you can also do it as a very sociable activity, but it can be quite solitary. Mm -hmm. And in that time, you can really, you know, on the mental health side of things, you can just be on your own, have some time, some thinking time away from the desk, away from the family, and then experience all those wonderful things about fresh air, outdoors, exercise, there's very few runners that come back from a run. They might be tired, but they say, I feel better now. Yeah. So I would say to somebody, why do you want to run? Is there one of the reasons I've just said? And that's the sort of things that you could get out of it. I'm not saying it's easy because mm. it's the hardest bit is, first of all, getting started. Yeah, yeah I think that's the thing. I like the idea of, of running, <laughs> but I, and I have tried it. I've, I remember doing a 5K charity run several years ago, and but I, I never really... I don't think I ever really got it. I found it just painful. And I suppose that just, it never kicked in for me. But how do you kind of get past that? What's a good way for someone potentially like me? A great way to start is to walk and to walk faster and then introduce little bits of running and then build it up. You've got to start out very gradually. And this is the wonderful thing about it. If you start out gradually and do the right thing, you see yourself improve and you get a great sense of satisfaction. So if you, the first time you go out, you walk round the block, you walk fast round the block. And then you might say, right, the next time you go out, you're going to run every one minute. You're going to run for 30 steps or something like that. It's as small increments as that. The the message is that you start out small Mm. um, and then you gradually build it up because your body adapts to the first time you go out. And then the second time you go, it becomes that little bit easier. And then you build that up over time and it, does get easier and that's what training is all about it's the body adapting to do a little bit more and a little bit more Mm. you just have to think about people that you probably know have run a marathon they didn't do that overnight that takes weeks months to build up to but it can be done yes (laughs) yeah you're completely right that with running it's something that you can actually make progress quite quickly once you overcome that first barrier when you think one or two or three k is just impossible but your body quite quickly get stronger and what is really satisfactory about running is that you really feel that your body what your body can do and what you're capable of I think that's really motivating Mm. and the other aspect as well is like you say when you have maybe a stress life when you're sitting still and you just go and run in the woods for instance it really is mental well-being a lot of people see running as a form of meditation Mm. when you just once you run in the beginning it's hard it's hard but once you're through that first bit your thoughts just start living their own life nearly and it's really liberating in that way 
Yes, and that's the beauty of the sport is it, it can be so individual and there's so many goals and challenges that you can set yourself. You know, in six months' time, I want to be able to run a mile or in three years' time, I want to run a marathon. Mm. It's all about what you get out of it yourself. Whereas if you do other sports, there's often teams involved or mm. that's the other thing about running. It's so accessible. You just have to step out your front door and you've got it. And what I say to a lot of people is if you can walk, then you will be able to run mm-hmm. in time. And do you need anything? You, you said you literally just open your door and off you go. But in terms of equipment, what would you recommend? Decent trainers, I guess. That's the only the piece of equipment that is essential is a good pair of trainers. And they don't have to be top of the range. They just have to be a suitable pair of trainers. And you will easily get fitted out with them in a running shop. You can't run in plimsolls. That's just opening yourself up to potential injuries. Mm -hmm. A good pair of running shoes. But what you wear, apart from that, whatever is comfortable. Mm. And you will find quite quickly, you know, what temperature it is and what you need to wear. People tend to put on too much clothes, I think, because you quickly get warm when you run. So maybe having layers, or do you agree with me? Oh, totally, yes. Layers is definitely the way to go. Yeah. Another thing, you (laughs) said you cannot run in plimsolls, but there's so many different trends in running recently, and one big trend is barefoot running. I don't know if you've read the book Born to Run or seen the different movies Mm. about different tribes in various countries that run marathons barefoot, basically, and that that's supposed to be good for you and some people claim that the, those build-up trainers yes. actually cause injuries in the long run well what, what are your I, thoughts on this um i think you've got to look at where we, we all came from mm. and most of us were in our first pair of shoes with our first steps so to suddenly go out as an adult and run in bare feet on in an exercise which is quite demanding physically on the body mm. in bare feet when you've been used to walking around and doing all all your other sports and you're growing up in supportive it's just it doesn't make a lot of sense I'm not saying it can't be done and if you're going to do it you have to gradually build into it Mm -hmm. there are lots of benefits from doing things in bare feet because if you do things in bare feet you actually you strengthen the muscles Mm -hmm. so it's like doing a little training session for the your feet muscles but you can't just jump into it and expect that bare feet running is going to make you a faster runner I mean, there's a biomechanical explanation of how you can efficiently run mm. and it's not on the ball of your foot because that puts too much strain on your calves and you can do that for a short distance so we would sprint more in the ball of our foot but for distance running you need a little bit more of help from all the muscles in your, mm. your body. So you are going to land not on your heel but just on in front of your heel and roll forward and then that brings into action all the muscle groups that will give you as much forward propulsion as possible. Mm. So obviously that must be part of what you do with us as a running coach, teaching people posture and everything that comes into play, does it? I guess. Yeah, I mean, you start off by running using your own natural running style. But as a coach, there are things that I can help people, you know, obvious things that are not helpful to running. For example, when you walk, your arms swing by the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when we run, we use our arms to make ourselves move back and forward. Yeah. If you run with your arms not by your side, you're being inefficient. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing something which is inefficient, you're just making it harder for yourself. Yeah. So make it easier for yourself by looking at your, your style. And there are things that our lifestyles don't help Um 
you know, sitting over a, a computer or a phone yeah. has given us, and we see this a lot now in children, is, you know, it gives them bad posture. Yeah. And posture is probably one of the number one things in a good running style is somebody who has good posture mm. because it enables all the levers and the muscles to propel yourself forward. If you're hunched over, yeah. it leads to inefficiencies yeah. and injuries as well. So what is the most common mistake then? Is there a simple thing to tell people to avoid injuries and in terms of technique? I mean, posture is a good thing to start with, but there's more to it than that to prevent injuries. I think probably one of the biggest contributors to injuries is people doing too much too soon. Yeah. um, Rather than anything hugely wrong with their posture. And that's where giving people advice as to what is suitable for them is, is quite individual because again what's your background if you're going to start running did you run when you were a child or when you were younger Mm. Um, have you done any exercise in the last five years you know things like that determine what's good for you right now if you want to start running or want to restart running Um, and I think you can look up training programs in magazines and whatnot but they're not individually designed they're the sort of an average program of what you could do Mm -hmm. and so that's where getting a little bit of advice as to how much and how far and how fast you should go that will help reduce the likelihood of an injury Mm. and are there and obviously you're talking about it's best having it take an individual approach however are there there must be things that you can do after a run to avoid injuries or to help protect your muscles and yeah i think um the obvious one is is to do a little bit of a stretch and do a little bit of a warm-up before you go running i mean a warm-up could be a walk just to to get yourself going a little bit and then stretching afterwards and then to add to that if you can strengthen your body as much as possible you are going to be more robust in order to withstand the more running that you might do and we all know that having a good core Mm. is going to help any exercise that you do because it stops you sort of collapsing Mm. and that can help you when you're in your workplace as well if you if you do a lot of sitting if you Mm. have nice posture and a good strong core Mm. you're going to stop all this sagging and bad posture that happens yeah because that i mean especially when you're maybe a bit above 40 as I am and I run off and on I have a love-hate relationship with running really I feel like whenever I feel like now I'm really strong I'm doing really well then I will soon after have sore knees or hips or something so yeah I realize that you have to complement running with something else so what would be are there sort of I don't know a few exercises that you would recommend anyone without having it to be tailored personally I mean another aspect of going out running is that a lot of runners will run on the roads or in the pavements Mm -hmm. and I always say to people go and run on softer surfaces it's much kinder on the body much less impact and that can help reduce injuries particularly if you're running two or three four times a week Mm. and the great thing is if you go off road you get to see some lovely countryside and there's some superb paths around Horsham, you know, even through Leechpool Woods and places like that. The Downs Link is a fantastic place to run. Yeah. Uh, Traffic free, (laughs) really good surface. And if you go and run round the park, when I run round the park, I always run on the grass. And are there some popular routes, running routes around Horsham? Yeah, the um, Leechpool Woods is quite hilly. And St Leonard's Forest is super as well. But I would say the Downs Link is a great one. You know, um, you do have to go out and back, <laughs> mm, yeah. but uh, it's a good surface. And then there are just any number of footpaths. Uh, I haven't worked them all out myself, 
but you just have to look around at the number of signposts that you see once you just get to the outskirts of Horsham. They're all over the place. Mm. It's worth getting a map and having... Do, a look. do you have a network that shares routes around? Or yeah, a lot of runners record their every run they do on their watch and it goes on a, an app called Strava. Yeah, yeah I've, seen, I've seen people share those on social <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yes. Think, oh, wow, that's great. So yeah. you can see where other people have run and that's always interesting. And there's one really, really lovely run. It's called the Round Horsham Run, I think. And it is fantastic. It's a 30-mile route, which is obviously very long, but yeah. you can do sections of it. And it is literally a circular tour of Horsham. Actually, mm. a really nice way of seeing the town and its surrounds. Yes, and bits of Horsham that you good. might not have seen on the mm. outskirts. I think we're very lucky in Horsham with where we can run. I would definitely second. I In the summer, when it's not so soggy, <laughs> I always go through Leechpool or Albeach towards St. Leonard's. And I love that. And you can find new paths every single time and just the variation of nature over there. It's almost like different climates so though. There will always be deer and animals and if you go a bit later you will see owls. It's magic. That's I love lovely. that. So I would recommend nice. that. You can just run there and not meet a single person. So you really feel that you're quite out in the wild, I think. Yeah. Is it quite challenging? Because it's I know when I've been walking in the woods mm. it's quite up and down. But you find places that are flat, do you or it is quite hilly, yeah. I mean, it's if, a good if it's too steep, then you can just walk there <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, if you want yeah, to. Yeah. The other thing about running off-road is that you're actually doing yourself a favour because when you run off-road, your your ankles are forced to work a little mm. bit harder because to stop the wobbling and to keep yourself upright. And the more you do that, you're strengthening all the muscles around your feet and your ankles, which is actually inadvertently preventing injuries yeah. or if you've got stronger ankles you're less likely to if you fell off a curb you're less likely to hurt yourself because you'll bounce mm. back because the muscles have been strengthened so that's another benefit of running off road it's harder work yeah but it's good for you so would you recommend varying your runs doing one through the woods and then maybe one on the downs link or yeah it? i think different routes is obviously a good thing and running uphill you were talking about running uphill i mean it is hard work to run up a hill, yeah. but it's, it gets you fit. <laughs> mm. So going on hilly routes is a good thing as well. Yeah. Do you have a particular route that you enjoy or sort of terrain that you prefer to run? Well, I always run off-road if I can, yeah. all the time. I'm fortunate that I, I can run during the day because I know some people are restricted to running after work mm. and that's really difficult because you then do have to run on the roads. But given the choice, I always would run off-road. And I'm really impressed by you because you're, I'm not going to ask for your age, but you're you're <laughs> over 50 and you're still running. And that is just fantastic to see because I think a lot of people may think that running is something that you can only do when you're a bit younger. How can you make sure that you can keep running even if you are a little bit older? Well, I think consistency is the key to keeping your fitness up. So if you can avoid not running for long periods, then the consistency keeps you sort of fitter in general mm. um, and again it is down to doing the right amount yeah at the right sort of tempo the right regularity and probably the strength and conditioning side of it is as you get older more important yeah um, so that's probably what I would say to runners that are getting older I mean we've got a huge population of, of older runners now who are <laughs> gradually getting older because they all started, a lot of them started with the London Marathon boom, you know, which was now 30 years ago. Hmm. And there was an explosion of people that took up running then. And a lot of them are still running. So what very specific question. Should you rather take quite short steps or long steps? Is it kinder to the body to take, mm. to run with short steps, do you think? Well, 
Um, if I were to look at somebody running, I would be able to look at them and say the steps are too short or the steps are too long, but it's not something that you can tell somebody right. <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. However, there is a, an optimum, what we call cadence, is the number of steps that you take per minute. And the scientists have proved that if you run at the optimum cadence, that tends to be the best, most efficient way to run. So is that cadence, would that be the rhythm that you find naturally? Yeah. Because I run, I have my pace. It doesn't really change. <laughs> it's always pretty much the same. So would you say then that that's the optimal for me? Or it doesn't make sense, maybe? Yeah, it might be. If you're concerned about it, it might be worth somebody having a look at you and seeing. Because it's, you know, that the eye can tell you a lot. Mm. It's just like if you saw somebody walking along the road, they were taking huge, big, giant steps. You would say... That looks a bit unnatural. Mm. So running is a very natural thing. And of course, your stride length is determined by the length of your legs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's completely different for different people and the, yeah. and the strength that you're able to put into the, the stride. Are some people naturally more suited to running than others in terms of their physique, you know, in terms of maybe their height or their build? Does that have any impact? Or, I mean, you've coached how many hundreds of people <laughs> over the years? Have, have you... Notice that some are naturally just are better runners from the start than others, or not? Um, I think there's certain physiological attributes that are advantageous. Um, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say that there's one one fit that makes a good runner no. because you get short runners and you get very tall runners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's um, what's nice about it. Actually, <laughs> it isn't it? It's yes. very democratic. Yeah, I think we're, we're all built to walk, so we can all run. And obviously the faster ones maybe have the Mo Farah type of physique, you know, long levers, big heart, big lungs, things like that. But that's at the competitive end of it. In terms of actually running, I think everybody can run. I would really like to hear a bit more about the international runs that you've done. How many marathons have you done, for instance? <laughs> Do you know? Uh, I think I've done about 12 marathons. I, yeah. yeah, I didn't really start doing marathons until I was a veteran runner. Really? Yes. Um, so when I was younger, I did half marathons. That was my distance, really. Okay. Yeah. So my best marathon was when I was 50. Wow. That was, that was my fastest marathon. May I ask how <laughs> fast you? Um, I ran just under three hours. I did 2.57. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And you so, were 50 years, that years yes, old then? Yeah. That is impressive. Or I might have been 51, actually. Yeah. Very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> so I didn't really tackle marathons well I did train for a couple but I didn't get to the start line mm. so yes I, I, I've done more marathons in the last sort of 10 years than I did in my earlier career where I ran 5k and 10k on the track mm-hmm. I loved 10k on the track and did road runs of 10k and half marathon has it ever been painful for you has it always only been fun or have you struggled <laughs> <laughs> no I mean running can be very hard but it depends what your goal is, you know. Mm. So I've always driven to get faster and faster. And if you want to get faster, you've got to train. And, you know, there's no hiding the fact that it can be uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> so, but any sports person would tell you that, that, yeah. you know, you've got to push yourself. And that does involve physical discomfort sometimes. Yeah. But it's worth it in the end because you do that in training and then the races give you the sort of rewards and the competitive side of it. And so what prompted you to, to then do marathons and other longer distance runs after 50? I mean, it's <laughs> kind of, uh, you said you enjoyed doing the track running 5 and 10k before, but what 
was the reasoning? Um, I just think it was because I hadn't done a marathon yet, because I had a had a spell when I probably wasn't doing that much competing and I was just running. Mm. Um, so when I sort of came back to doing some races, I thought, well, I haven't done a marathon yet, or I haven't completed a marathon yet, so now's the, the challenge that I want. And you, you have to have a different type of training programme for a marathon than you do if you just if you want to run part run every week or want to run a 10k so you have to kind of commit yourself to a training program that's going to be a little bit more lengthy and time consuming yeah so when I made that decision I thought right I'm going to do it I want to try and do my best so you say you run 12 marathons you've done London have you where else in the world have you um mostly in Europe the the great events to make a weekend of so I've gone to Amsterdam a couple of times yeah. gone to Frankfurt and um, Cologne I think I've run London twice and Brighton the Brighton Marathon is oh, yeah. a good event locally so if you say that you're a regular runner you sort of run between 5 and 10k maybe a couple of times per week and you would like to do half a marathon or even a marathon how many months do you need if you just run maybe twice per week twice a week I think for a half marathon, I think you're looking at, um, depending what the runs you are doing at the moment, but I think you've got to look at sort of 10 to 12 weeks. If somebody wants to improve and maybe wants to do a race or something, I think the best thing to do would be to join a club. Okay. You know, that's quite a challenging thing to do on just on your own. Yeah, so, I was going to say, so you, you're obviously a personal running coach. Um, what do you offer to somebody who wants to prepare for a race or somebody who just wants to actually start running? Well, I think if somebody wants to prepare for a race, you do need some advice as to how you're going to get there. And um, the first thing I would say to somebody is to join a, a running club. The running clubs, they have coaches who take groups and advise people and put them in groups of equal ability and then, you know, put them on a training schedule. That's what I would advise somebody to do. A running club is a great place to get advice and company as well, because that's the other aspect of running. It can be very sociable, mm. running with people. So, yeah, running clubs are, are great, and we've got some super clubs in and around Horsham. We've got Horsham Joggers um, and Mills Milers. Um, Horsham Blue Stars, which is the athletics club, which also caters for children doing track and field, but they, they have an adult section. Um, and they have qualified coaches in all of those clubs who would help you put you on a programme. And then, obviously, somebody like myself, who deals more with one-to-one coaching, mm-hmm. um, would be an avenue that you might want to get into because I would take you through a programme in a very much more detailed way yeah. because it's a personal programme. Yeah. My programme would be going to the detail of looking at your running style, making yeah. sure that you're efficient to help you put you on a programme to make it as easy as possible Um, because we're all individuals um, and we all have slightly different needs. When I design people's programmes, I very much take into account their lifestyles because fitting in running (laughs) can be quite difficult and it's often, you know, that's a difficult thing to do. So I look at what would be the best sort of balance of running for that person? What other activities might they benefit from doing? So it's a much more individualised programme if you come to me uh, and then hopefully I, I help keep people motivated. Clubs can do that as well. But if you know that you've got a, a personal running coach interested in what you're doing, <laughs> it's a little bit of a motivating factor. I Well, that's what the people I work with say. And it keeps them on their toes. And, and it also means that they've got somebody to bounce off questions to. 
So you run uh, Miles Better Coaching here in Horsham and do you offer services to anyone? I mean, can you be a total beginner or do you have to be, should you be more of an experienced runner to I work get with, your help? I work with anybody of any level because to me it's all the same. You're helping people either get started or keep running or improve or, you know, high achieving. Mm. So apart from being a running coach, you're also very active in athletics and mm. athletics training with youth and you were just saying when we had a chat before starting this podcast how uh, there's a shortage of tra- of um, coaches. Yes. There are so many kids who want to do running and athletics, but there are not enough coaches who want to almost make an appeal to people to get yes. in touch if they want to work yeah. with these things. I think I think lockdown had a little bit to do with people reassessing what their priorities were and maybe time to make a change. Um, and people who've done something for a number of years have decided to go down a different avenue. So, yes, at the moment, we're looking for more coaches um, at Horsham Blue Stars. Where are you based, Horsham Blue Stars? We train at the track at the Bridge Leisure Centre. Okay. Um, and that's athletics, we should point out. Yes. Yeah. So we do our organised coaching sessions are for 10 to 18-year-olds. And, I mean, this is why I worked in the sport of athletics for, for many years, is that athletics is a fantastic sport for children because it is the basis of all other sports. Yes. And in athletics, we teach children to run to jump and throw and if you teach them how to do that properly you know going back to the adult running Mm -hmm. aspect that if you have good posture then you're going to be efficient with children if you teach them how to run jump throw properly then they're going to be ready to do all sports you know if you learn how to throw properly it will help you in your rugby or in your netball Mm -hmm. if you learn how to run properly it'll help you in your football or any other sport. So mm. that's why athletics coaches really find it very rewarding to take children through that sort of physical literacy yeah. journey yeah. to get them as athletic as possible, which will stand them instead in whatever they do actively once they become young adults. You know? And you're seeing lots of children interested in taking up running as well? As yeah, to athletics. I would say that the park run has exploded over the last 10 years and we've had yeah. a, a lot more children come into athletics wanting to run as opposed to athletics which is run jump and throw and park run has had a great responsibility for that which is absolutely superb because they might not have come to athletics otherwise um so yeah we're very grateful to to park run yeah (laughs) so great yes and the the junior park run of course on a sunday children can do the junior park run which is the right distance for them typically you know we're really really happy to see children come from park run maybe we should do we should advertise a bit for park run then because it happens every saturday for adults at nine o'clock right and sunday for kids is that also at nine o'clock that's nine o'clock as well yes so that's children from age four to fourteen and that's two kilometres i think yes yeah and And that's in horsham park it's in horsham park the the junior park run is in horsham park but this adult park run has moved for the winter months over to Southwater Country Park. All right, and we so we say that when we record this, it's January 2022. If you're listening, at another time. Yes. Oh, thanks, Elspeth. It's been enlightening. It really has. Yeah, uh, yeah you've you might have tempted me even to yeah, give it a go. No, you've got no excuse now. <laughs> all the all the, uh, all the tips. <laughs> yes. Walk, run, walk, run. Walk, run. That's a really good advice. Another thing I think is. If you're going to walk, you can listen to a good podcast (laughs) or music can do so much. If you listen to really energetic music that you really like, that will make you run faster and feel stronger. Well, that's how it works for me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. That's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Sounding Out Horsham. Thanks for listening to Sounding Out Horsham. 
If you have feedback on this episode or would like to suggest future topics for us to cover or people for us to speak to, you can reach us on social media via Twitter at SO Horsham or Facebook. Just search for Sounding Out Horsham or you can email us at sohorsham at gmail.com. That's sohorsham at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode and want to support what we do, we would be really happy to get a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure you're following us so you don't miss our next episode.